0: this is Grow Omaha, the only radio show that talks about economic development, construction, business expansion, and all of those things that make Omaha a great place
1: to live or visit. Grow Omaha on News Radio 1110 KFAB. Well, good morning and welcome to the Grow Omaha show on News Radio 1110 KFAB. We are brought to you. By D and M Roofing and NAI NP Dodge Commercial Real Estate Company. This is the only show devoted to the growth and development of your favorite city. My name is Jeff Beals, and without any further ado, it's time to bring on my co-host, a man who is quite legendary at making real estate deals. Trenton Magid.
2: Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, everyone.
1: Well, good morning to you too, sir. It is going to be a great show today. In a little while we're going to bring on Mike Evans, the mayor of Gretna, the exploding, fast-growing, booming uh, city of Gretna. But before we get to that, Trenton, we have our news of the week, which is brought to you by Eagle Mortgage, eaglemortgagecompany.com. If if you are thinking about buying a house, uh, you want to talk to Eagle Mortgage, get your pre-approval letter ready. They do all kinds of loans, including VA, FHA, and, of course, conventional loans their mortgage brokers really work with people to kind of figure out what their needs are, kind of explain the process to you and and make you feel good about what is a big deal, you know, when you're buying a new house and all that. So talk to Eagle Mortgage. If you're thinking about getting a house uh, here this year, uh, you'll be glad you did. You can find them in person at Eagle Mortgage um, or you can find them in person at 114th and Davenport or online at eaglemortgagecompany.com. All right, Trenton, let's get into the news. Uh, A couple things uh, to get started with. Number one, uh, the city council this week gave a preliminary plat approval uh, to a uh, $44 million, 195-unit apartment building mixed-use commercial project at Saddle Creek and Pacific. Uh, In addition to all those apartments, there would be a, a coffee shop, maybe a bank or a credit union, something along the lines of that. Uh, you and I have talked about this project before. Uh, not only will this brighten up what is a pretty tired-looking stretch of Saddle Creek, but it's one of the signs of what's to come in Midtown when all the MedCenter stuff just continues to go crazy in the coming years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, CIP uh, development out of Lincoln. They own a lot of apartments in Omaha and Lincoln already and other places, and uh, they're certainly capable. And uh, some of the neighbors uh, weren't as excited as they were, obviously, and there's there's some – swaths of land almost rustic that some of the neighbors have chickens and things like that and um, they're going to be viewing some pretty tall apartment complexes but the planning department planning board and and the city we need to we need to grow our city and and this is part of those growing pains
1: you know change is always hard but I would think that if I were one of the neighbors I would rather look at a really nice um, new development than what's there currently it's it's I mean, not to be offensive, but it's an eyesore there right now. And so uh, I think this will be a nice move. But, I, you know, anytime you have change um, coming to a place where people call home, it's, it's hard for people. And so I imagine that's one of the reasons why you get opposition to a lot of these projects, even, you know, amazing, positive projects.
2: Well, we've, we've, as we've talked about the show for, for almost two decades, it's important to build up instead of out. And, and what it does, it's less taxing on our infrastructure, our schools. It replenishes the uh, the school districts and uh, the area's amenities and fire rescue and all that kind of stuff. So so it's, it's a positive thing.
1: Well, we, um, we have some new retail data. You know, every once in a while we like to share our national real estate news that comes to us courtesy of CoStar. CoStar is a real estate data and information company that sends us a lot of news. And U.S. retail sales in 2022 – uh, it doesn't look like they're going to keep pace with last year as uh, the inflation and also the Ukraine war and uh, all of the gas and fuel situations start to cloud the outlook. Um, that's according to the National Retail Federation. Um,
2: that includes online.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but even just looking at the, the bricks and mortar stuff, uh, the annual forecast predicting sales will rise 6 to 8% this year between – 4.86 trillion and 4.95 trillion, but the 2022 estimate compares with last year's 14% uh, increase. So six to eight percent increase this year projected instead of 14% sales increase in retail last year. So inflation will take a uh, it'll take a bite out of the 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 progress, but I I don't think that's a surprise to a lot of people. Not at all. All right. The city of Omaha has chosen HDR. Uh, for the design of both the new, town, the new downtown branch of the Omaha Public Library as well as the future administrative circulation distribution center that will be inside the former ShopGo store near 84th and Frederick. It's about a half-million-dollar contract. Um, and, of course, as we have well documented, the, the new downtown branch is going to 1401 Jones so that the W. Dale Clark structure can be demolished to make way for skyscrapers. So we're making progress there. Hey, um, this is kind of cool. We've got some hotel news. The Sheraton Omaha Hotel closed. Up on the hill at Old Mill. Yeah, way up on that hill. Six-story hotel. Been there for a long, long time. They closed during the pandemic. That is now going to be the Wyndham Omaha Hotel. And the opening is planned for May 1st. Um, It will have 221 rooms, 10,000 square feet of ballroom space. It's my understanding that... The general floor plan is going to be very, very similar to what it was when it was a Sheraton, but they're doing a lot of renovation and and a lot of cosmetic upgrades. So, you know, the hotel market is coming back. Wyndham is a good, solid brand.
2: Can you tell us what it was originally before the Sheraton?
1: Uh, Holiday Inn, wasn't it? I have no idea. Oh, I was just guessing (laughs) that. Uh, I was guessing that because it had, like, uh, that big pool area, and back in those days, didn't Holiday Inn have the big pools? You know, the uh, holodome or something. I don't know. Maybe. I was only allowed to use the pond. pool and pond. Pond would be good for you. Thank you for the Caddyshack reference. We appreciate that. Um, we've got some news at 114th and Dodge, north of 114th and Dodge. The retail center on the west side has really perplexed a lot of people for a long time because it really has seemed to sit fallow. and And then for quite a while, it seems like it's under renovation, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of progress. In fact, a lot of Grow Omaha listeners keep asking us about that. Well, we do have some, some progress to report there now. Um, the, um, the retail center on the west side that once had a Bag and Save Foods, and before that was like a Cub Foods. Yep. There is a Nebraska Medicine UNMC facility going in there. Um, the, the site plan, the floor plan says Hub Pharmacy, uh, Nebraska Medicine Hub Pharmacy. But when I poked my head in there, It looked like uh, it was more than just a pharmacy. So I I suspect maybe some sort of clinical thing. And then
2: I think they did what they do is they they distribute to the to the different UNMC hospitals and clinics and things like that.
1: They they uh, Uh, from there
2: compounding, you know, probably put drugs together and stuff like that for for prescriptions.
1: That would make sense. Okay, so maybe it's going to be that. And then in front of it, there is a construction site on a pad site. This pad site is right north of the dead Boston market. That is going to be a FedEx retail store. And so so, so people will be very happy to see that there's finally some momentum. It's, it's a great corner.
2: What's happened to our old offices, the old World Group uh, headquarters, where Jeff and I were so, for so long?
1: Yeah, yeah. We had our office for about, what, 10 years in that 10,000-square-foot, one-story building right there on the corner? I don't know. It looks to me like there's cars in front of it, so I think it's being used as uh, office space.
2: We still have the Exarbon safe that uh, I bought at auction before they tore down Exarbon, and then they told me they had to move it, and... It's 4,000 pounds. There's one company that would move it, and uh, we had to, like, take the doors off to get it in. But other than that, um, we don't have a lot to do with that building.
1: So your safe is still in there, though? It's safe. Okay. Do you own it, or did it go with the building when we Technically, sold
2: I, I own it, and I, I do have the combination.
1: <laughs> so if, if you're an <laughs> occupant of that building and you need it in the safe, call Trenton. Okay, we have two uh, stories about, or we have a story about two companies from uh, out of town that have chosen Omaha for significant operations the first one is smart lift it's a company based in the country of denmark and they use robots to install glass so glass panes for windows at construction sites or what have you they have chosen omaha for their us headquarters and the office is open it is operating at 8929 j street so there's a danish company uh, in omaha the other one is i heard that deal was a real pain <laughs> The other one is uh, Unison, a San Francisco-based fintech company, has opened its second-ever office in Omaha at 13th and Farnham inside the Landmark Building. This is a fintech company, and um, they eventually plan to have 100 employees in Omaha. So that's cool. Uh, The story here, though, Trenton, is that these big national and international companies, they are more and more seeing Omaha as a great place for a base of U.S. or North American operations.
2: We'll take it, and, and uh, Omaha's got a, a great workforce. Uh, you know, we, we're very proud and uh, low unemployment, but the, the, we we do good work, and and uh, that things like this just put us on the international map.
1: That's true, and while it may be a little more challenging to find employees here than some places, the ones you get tend to perform better uh, than those in a lot of other cities. So. Uh, yeah, I'm with you right there. Great, great news and a really good sign for the future. Well, that's it for the news of the week brought to you by Eagle Mortgage, EagleMortgageCompany.com. Going to take the first break of the hour. And when we come back, we have Mike Evans. He is the mayor of fast growing Gretna, Nebraska. You don't want to miss this. There's a lot to talk about with the mayor. So stay with us. You're listening to Grow Omaha, brought to you by DM Roofing and NAI NP Dodge on News Radio, 1110 KFAB. And welcome back to the show. Jeff Beals sitting next to Trenton Magid from NAI NP Dodge Commercial Real Estate Company. We're also brought to you by D&M Roofing. That is the best roofing contractor in the metro area. In fact, for those of you who own commercial buildings or make decisions for commercial buildings, you're going to want to talk to D&M Roofing. They have a -a one-of-a-kind preventative maintenance program that has proven to save commercial building owners tons of money on roofing costs. You know, a, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so if you want to take advantage of that old saying, call d Roofing. And instead of giving you a phone number, it's easier just to remember the website, dandmroofing.com.
2: They did my house in two days, in and out, and it's been perfect for the last few years. Not one issue at all. Thanks to Eric and the, the folks over there, but I also use them with all my commercial clients and properties, and uh, they do some great preventative maintenance. They don't charge for it either uh, to, to come and do an analysis for your property.
1: Yep, yeah, and it looks nice too. Well, with that, let's bring on the mayor of Gretna. His name is Mike Evans, and Mike, it's it's a pleasure to have you. Welcome.
3: No, great. It's always been with you guys, and, uh, and more importantly, I always enjoy talking about all things Gretna, so I'm super excited. Well, lately, uh, you have had a lot to talk
1: about <laughs> when it comes to all things Gretna.
3: It really has been. It's um, you know the growth of the metro area has finally kind of reached our borders, and you mentioned that um, change is hard, but it's part of being part of the metro and you know seeing the growth. But it, it's all really positive and just super excited about what's coming.
1: Well, you're one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, municipality in the state uh, in recent years, and uh, <laughs> and that's exciting. But I imagine there are probably some challenges that come
3: just trying to keep up with it. Yeah, I mean. Trent and I were talking a little bit beforehand. I think our city limits were almost three, mi- three square miles before the annexation, and now our city limits are seven square miles, and our uh, planning jurisdiction went almost to 39 square miles. So with that comes a lot of responsibility, and you know you have to build out your organization and infrastructure. So while growth is good, you have to do it uh, responsibly.
2: How much... So the, the uh, Nebraska Crossing Islet Mall... It's what ten, eleven years old about now, mm-hmm. and uh, t- tell, take us, give us an idea of, of what a game changer, the outlet mall opening or or actually the new outlet mall opening, uh, did for Gretna.
3: No, yeah, Rod's been fantastic. There's very few operators that, you know, c- can probably pull off what he did, because he took a kind of a, existing you know property that just wasn't performing. It was and it's right off the interstate, so it had so much opportunity. But he brought it to life and. Not only is it provided um, some great, you know, it provides jobs, it provides sales tax revenue for the community, but also provides the state a lot of a revenue, and it's, it's a tourism. I think Rod mentioned that 30% of his volume is from outside the state, which, you know, we have so much traffic going on, 80. It's great being able to get people off the interstate, spend money in the state of Nebraska, and then that just contributes and dominoes through the whole area.
1: Well, when we think about Nebraska crossing, Mike, there's a, a pretty good area of undeveloped land between it and the contiguously mm-hmm. developed part of Gretna. And I understand that that uh, you and other leaders in the city have big plans uh, for, those, for those acres there.
3: Yeah, we're super excited about that. When I um, kind of jumped in the chair as the mayor just over a year ago, it, just realizing all the growth that was coming and the interest and activity we realized you know we have to kind of define our community before the development comes and kind of defines us and so what type of community did we want to have and once we're, you know we have a park 60 million dollar park that we're putting in just to the south edge of our community with rec center you know dog parks frisbee aquatic center and super excited about that we thought well that's a, that maybe that's our northern bookend and we need to connect it with the outlet mall and that interchange and create great space to live you know uh, corridors walkability, connectivity, and just places to gather. that I think it's going to be a super neat master plan that, um, as we roll it out, goes to planning commission here in a couple of weeks, and then we'll get to the um, city council. Once that's all approved, everything will become more public, and we're super excited about the opportunity.
2: What kind of things did you address? What, what type of, of uses and, and, and planning goes into that?
3: So you really have to, once again, as Gretna grows, we know we have to have balance. You just can't have, you know, we were kind of known for our acreages and it's kind of our big lots. Whereas you have to diversify, you know, not only to have younger families be able to afford to live out there, but also create workforce. So we just really try to balance the type of products that we have as far as living. And then also with that density comes opportunity for different office space, corporate users, or even, um, you know, just shops and that support all those neighborhoods.
2: Try to keep people there during the day and not just a bedroom community that people talk about.
3: Right. We want to, and we've also mentioned, you know, we have one of our biggest uh, talents in our state that we seem to export is our children. Mm -hmm. We, We give them great values, and we teach them, you know, with a great education, and then they go find jobs, you know, across the country. And everybody loves our kids because they, you know, work so hard, and they do such a great job. We thought, why can't we define, you know, our community to be a great place to live instead of these kids having to go find things, you know, create amenities here that really attracts them. So... I think this is going to connect with them and we're just super excited about it and and so
1: the the park will open in 23 correct yep. okay and and the
3: construction has already started yes it started and you know luckily with a nice winter we really were able to keep the gas pedal down and so i think they're running a little bit ahead of schedule initially it was going to be the fall hopefully we get that you know closer to the summertime. get those pools open but um yep 23 okay. for sure
2: there's okay. an idea of uh, of this, the, the scope and the the size of the park
3: so the park is a hundred and fifty square acres I believe and they um, there's I think there's four softball fields four baseballs, soccer fields amphitheater so there's a lot of green space it's just not um, a rec center it's just we want it to be a space that people can go and enjoy there's a fishing pond there so it's meant to be a community park the YMCA is going to manage the rec center as we get started so if you're a Y member, that well, you also have access to that rec center.
1: Another part of Gretna where we're seeing a lot of developments <laughs> going to fill in a lot of empty space is that 180th and Giles area. Um, it was always a really awkward setup with 180th Giles and the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad tracks that ran through there. I've driven through there a couple times since part of that has been open. The Giles west uh, of a hundred and eightieth is still uh, un, uh, under development, but I would imagine that area is just going to fill up with houses fast when when those roads are done.
3: What within the next year? Right, and the county did a great job of leading that project, and it, it's it was so important because it, that you know the railroad kind of blocked that corridor from Omaha into Sarpy County, and so everything was going different directions to get south or north, and so that connectivity will open up that whole area. And it's, it's going to be a super project. They'll look back in 10 years and go, well, <laughs> why did this not get done a long time ago? Because it really will change that area.
1: You what, know, oh, go ahead, Trent.
2: The, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Sarpy County and, and the sewer system and uh, the long-term plans <clears throat> to install more sewer in order to, what do they call it, the watershed? Where mm-hmm. where sewer, you know, obviously water runs downhill and sewer runs downhill. Um What's going on in the Gretna part of that?
3: Uh, you know, we're just part of the sewer agency that's, you know, really it was visionary to kind of open up this part of the county, and as the metro grows, it's going to be needed. Essentially, it's starting mostly to the east side, and it's going to work our, its way toward the west. But, I, you know, as opportunities develop, I think they're open to kind of working with and going where the opportunities are.
1: And then uh, also... Uh construction is coming along really fast on the new Gretna high school. Uh, Trenton thinks they should be called the Gretna Snuffulapaguses if you heard last week's show. <laughs> um, but apparently it's going to be Griffins instead, but uh, I said
2: that they could we could shorten it to
1: the uh, the Snuffles, the Snuffies. Yeah. but, uh, <laughs> um, but mayor uh, you know that's a that's a big step forward when you know it was a one high school town for all of its history now becomes a two high school town.
3: Well, and that's so important that you mentioned that because, you know, the change is hard and when you start getting multiple schools and expanding your territory, we just really want to stay community and my focus is really what can we do to intentionally create community, whether it's event or spaces. That's really one of my big focuses is keep our community identity. And so even while they may be the Griffins versus the Dragons, you know, we're all still part of Gretna and all part of the same community. Well, we are going to
1: take our middle of the show break, but when we come back, we have more to uh, ask the mayor of Gretna, Mike Evans. Uh, you're listening to Jeff and Trenton on Grow Omaha, brought to you by D&M Roofing and NAI NP Dodge on News Radio 1110 KFAB. Mm-hmm and welcome back to grow omaha the areas only show devoted to the growth and development of your favorite city we're brought to you by dnm roofing and nai np dodge and without any further ado it's time for the commercial real estate development spotlight by noddle companies noddle companies of course is an omaha-based real estate development firm doing projects all over the country but some of their biggest and best projects are right here in the metro area things like exarbon village and the builders district and and medical campuses out by uh, <coughs> village point and many many other projects well trenton one of noddle company's big projects is steel ridge and there are a couple of things we wanted to report about in the steel ridge area um, first of all construction has started on the H&H Shine Shop. Now that's hard to say, Uh, it's kind of a tongue twister, Shine Shop, but it's on the northwest corner of 150th and Highway 370. It's gonna be a high-speed exterior and interior car wash opening in 2023. And then on the south side of Highway 370, that area over there is also called Steel Ridge. And there, um, if you haven't been by there lately, the expansion of 88 Tactical is coming along really fast. It's two levels. They're adding onto the east side of the existing building. Concrete and steel beams are in place. You know, the sign out front says shooting lanes, fine dinings, skating <clears> rink, and an outdoor rec area. I know you're a member at 88 Tactical there. It's a fun place, but it's really getting a lot bigger.
2: Yeah, they're going to have a year-round ice skating rink. It's just some kind of a synthetic material, Jeff. Then they're talking about the state's largest sports bar as well. So membership has really gotten strong at 88 Tactical.
1: Well, and then in addition to that H&H Shine Shop, um, there are uh, big buildings going up a little further north in Steel Ridge for H&H Chevrolet new dealership. Um, And then, of course, you talked about uh, the big Menard store that is slated for that area as well a few weeks ago. So exciting stuff out there at Steel Ridge. Yeah,
2: Nodal Development has done an amazing job of attracting uh, the, the car dealerships, more retail. They've got some shopping centers, strip centers planned. And uh, it's really a cohesive area.
1: And that is your commercial real estate development spotlight brought to you by Noddle Companies. If you want to learn more about Noddle Companies, um, just go to noddlecompanies.com. Well, we have the mayor of Gretna with us. His name is Mike Evans, a good friend of Grow Omaha's. And Mike, we were talking about so many uh, Gretna development issues in the last segment, but I'd like to start now by uh, asking you this, what are some of the new businesses that you expect to open in Gretna in the next few months or so?
3: Yeah, it's a super question because, you know, for so many years, everybody that lived in Gretna would have to drive 20, 30 miles <laughs> or minutes to dinner or to um, just a shop. So I think within the next 30 days, we have seven or eight businesses opening and uh, the zone just opened. We have a fairway. The Casey's is not far behind. Um, the Good Life and Stories Coffee is going to open up, and this is all stuff just right in town. It's not, you know, all across our area. It's literally right in town. And obviously, you've probably heard about the high V that's coming, maybe this fall. It's going to be a super project. And it
2: that's looks a, like that's at 192nd, 370.
3: Yes. Yeah, and it looks like construction is well underway on that for yeah, sure. Fresh and
2: fast is already open.
3: Yeah, so it's going to be a great project. And then um, at the Allen Mall, we have REI that's coming along. They've got their footings dug, and so that's going well. And Eventually, we have that hillcrest. It's a 90 million dollar two-phase project that will be just north of town, that uh, Mr. Krejci's got initiated with them.
1: Okay, that's on the west side of Highway Six, where that mansion was. Yeah, uh, yeah the Rod Cush mansion. Uh, yeah. where, where they did the fire and all that. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Years ago, and off. everyone will always remember that. <laughs> <I did. laughs> the video of it. Uh, because didn't the didn't the fire department use it as a test or something? Like it that? was a big test, I'm yeah. sure. It was a big property. Yeah. So that'll be a nice addition. To It'll be. Area.
3: Yeah. It really complements our young families because as it, we have them moved to um, Gretna, you know their families are in these other communities where maybe they left, whether it was Western Nebraska or a different town, and they still want to be with their their family. And Gretna didn't have a lot of options, so this is a great way to kind of keep families together and um service that market.
2: Oh, the uh, the other big news about Gretna is, is this huge lake, this 4,000-acre lake, seven miles long. Is this a pipe dream, or do you see it coming to reality?
3: Well, they know the bill and the legislators, you know, moving along pretty well. It's never been identified that it's a Gretna lake, right? It's somewhere between Lincoln and Omaha. We've all seen the pictures where it looks like it could be really close to Gretna, and uh, we're just going to let that play out. It's a state initiative. It's not our initiative, but, you know, we fully support it, and... As if it comes
1: Well, but like you said uh, it looks like it would be right by Gretna the the site plan that was released <laughs> is exactly west of Gretna. <laughs> I mean we know we can we can look at Google Maps and see where it is. It's, it would come right up to um, Interstate 80 um, as it comes down Melia Hill and starts to to kind of go more south before eventually crossing the Platte River and then go north of there. If it happened, I would think that would be a monster impact on Gretna because you know it would be, it would be a big, huge amenity that might make a fast-growing city grow even a little faster.
3: Right, and that's you know to be honest, that's some of this stuff we've been doing is really try to define our community before we get overwhelmed. So if we can define that, and then it comes, it'll complement what we've built instead of getting defined by it. So we're ready for it, and we're working in case it happens, but we're fully supported. Let's talk a little bit about transportation. Um, two things in particular number
1: one um the potential future interstate 80 interchange at 192nd street which would be a little ways east of nebraska crossing and then after we talk about that i'm going to bring up some a question i have about the highway 6 corridor but first uh what's the latest on that proposed interchange um because that would have a huge impact on gretna
3: yeah no obviously uh, it's a state project again but you know or coordinate with them, and it still seems like it's a five to ten year, five to seven year process. And But it's everything's going ahead. There hasn't been any hiccups so far, so the state's doing a good job leading that. I think along with MAPA is the other one that's locally kind of really in charge of that project. But Do
1: they feed you much information? The, yeah, sure. We have the people, Nebraska Department of Transportation? Uh,
3: yes, and both um, Papillion and Gretna sit pretty closely with that because it'll affect both of us. Okay. The
1: other thing I've noticed, and this is a good problem, um, the uh, Highway 6, Highway 31 corridor, which is 204th Street further north and 216th Street as you get uh, south of uh, the main part of Gretna, um, it's getting busier and busier and busier. It's a great highway. It can handle more traffic, but we all know it's going to get busier and busier. Are there any preliminary conversations about uh, what we might have to do to increase the capacity on that corridor?
3: Yeah, and, and not only 631 but 370 can be overwhelmed, you know, with our traffic now too, and that is a problem. You know, we've really started to look at, and we've you know started to work with the Department of Roads, and I know they're looking at it very closely. And within this study, that um, this corridor study, we also started to find where are the other corridors, or the other patterns that we can kind of release some stress off these main two uh, highways. And so I, we hired a administrator, Miss Paula Dennison, out of Stillwater, Oklahoma, but. She came in and provided uh, some leadership in this area. And so with that, we're creating kind of a Western Sarpy transportation concept that will, you know, include not just us but other parts so we don't get behind the eight ball because once this is built out, it's going to be so much harder to um, do that. If we do it ahead and kind of provide some direction to the developers and transportation, I think it will come along. But, yeah, it's certainly a problem that we need to get on now instead of waiting.
1: You know, looking further out into the future, um, I think about that highway that the state is building across southern <clears throat> Sarpy County along the Platteview Road corridor. Platte,
2: Platteview Road expressway?
1: yeah. and and I keep thinking, God, I, I think we need to take that thing and uh, once you get out to interstate eighty, uh, extend it north somehow or another west of Gretna, go all the way up to um, you know, like Waterloo and in that mm-hmm. area up there because, I, I just think that would be nice—a nice way to bypass some of that, you know, some of the traffic that's not
3: going to local destinations in Papillion or in Gretna. Might uh, might be nice to go up that way. No, and you see this in so many cities, you know, whether it's even Des Moines or Kansas City, where they have that exterior ring that creates some of that traffic that doesn't congest your daily living. And so, you know, once again, we don't want to get behind the eight ball. And so, thinking 20 years ahead is a probably a good thing to do now instead of waiting for this all to happen.
1: You know, Mike, you were talking um, when when we were talking about the 192nd and I-80 interchange. You said, "Oh, that also impacts Papillion too." Correct. Um, And that brings up kind of one more question I want to throw at you. When when I look at Southwest Sarpy County, um, I see square mile after square mile after square mile that will likely be full of suburban development um, in the next, you know, twenty to thirty years. Um, So. Yeah, I would presume that Gretna will go south and take part of that. Papillion might grow south and take part of that. Of course, there's also Springfield, not terribly far mm-hmm. away. Um, so, how many
3: square miles do you think Gretna might be someday?
1: We were talking about
2: that before the show.
3: <laughs> well, and square miles, I'm not sure. I know there's, you know, we've within the municipalities, they've all kind of have their agreement and their maps where we're kind of all working off the same playbook. But I know we've been said that, you know, right now we're, we were 5,000 a couple of years ago. Now we're 10. School districts, 30,000. And I think they expect Gretna to be between 50 and 60 when we kind of clear this out. Yeah. So it could be a pretty good-sized community.
1: That's kind of what I would have guessed, too. And, it's you know, it's weird to think that Gretna, someday will be 55
3: 60,000 wow. people. But should happen. Yeah, it yeah. should happen. But it, more importantly, you know, just keeping community and creating great spaces for people to live and possibly swim and boat at. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Mayor, we appreciate you joining us. It's always great to talk
1: with you. And uh, uh, kudos to you and your colleagues in Gretna for doing such a great job managing the growth. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. We'll talk to you every year um, because great. there's always gonna be a lot to talk about with Gretna growth and development.
3: No, I love being on the show and hearing about. You know the whole metro is really developing neat, and so there's so many neat projects going on. It's great what you guys do, and I appreciate you guys allowing me that. Thank for
2: you today. for your leadership in Gretna. Appreciate it.
3: That was Mike Evans,
1: Mayor of Gretna. And when we come back, we'll have our lightning round. A lot of things on the docket to share with you. You're listening to Jeff and Trenton on Grow Omaha, brought to you by NAI NP Dodge and DNM Roofing. Back in a moment on News Radio 1110 KFAB. And welcome back to the show. Jeff Beals and Trenton Maggid sitting here, and we are very excited to bring you. The Lightning Round. The Lightning Round is always brought to you by Turner Construction. Turner Construction, one of the world's biggest construction companies that here in Omaha oftentimes behaves like a small local contractor because they do build-outs, they do tenant improvements, they do small projects. Oh, by the way, though, if you do have a big project, they can handle that too. Have you ever heard of the Sarpy County Data Center project? Uh, All sorts of uh, buildings on multiple acres in Sarpy County. Well, they've done that project as well. And that's what originally brought them to Omaha. But once getting here, they decided Omaha's home. We're uh, going to make a serious commitment to Omaha. So in addition to bringing you the lightning round, Turner Construction is really building up the environment right here, doing all sorts of things to help employees get involved in the construction trades. And we salute Turner Construction for supporting us and allowing us to bring what is going to be some very valuable cocktail trivia for your party tonight. Trenton, are you ready? I am ready, Jeff. Let's get started with this lightning round. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? We are ready. And the first thing we have for you is Rally House. Rally House is a sports specialty gift and home decor store. It is out of Kansas City, and they are opening in the former dress barn space at Shadow Lake Town Center in Papillion. This is a nice addition. They're a national. They have more than 100 locations. If you look at their map, obviously, they have a lot of them right around Kansas City. Then they have a few that kind of shoot down to Texas. But then it's almost kind of like it's an inverted L because then they go over towards Chicago and the East Coast. Um, so they're new here. I, don't, I think this is their first Nebraska location. Nearest locations would be St. Joseph, Missouri, and Des Moines, Iowa. It's a nice catch for the market.
2: Yeah, and, and also Shadow Lake Town Center is really reinvigorating itself. They've got aggressive new uh, leasing agents. Do they down there? Yep. Oh, okay. Access uh, commercial.
1: All right. Well, so Shadow Lake has some good news, and then One Pacific Place has some really good news. Remember Sur La Tabla?
2: Absolutely. We talked about that when they came in.
1: When they first came in. That's how long we've been on the rail. Well, they closed a while back, and, and if you're not familiar with Sur La is it Sur Table or Sur La Table? I
2: think it's Sur La Table.
1: Okay. Or you could just say Sur La Table. I don't know. but All it's. Right. They sell culinary goods, kitchenware. It's kind of an upscale place. It's based in Seattle. Um, they had an ownership change um, at the parent, or at the national company, in the headquarters. And it's my understanding that they decided to reopen some of the markets that had closed. and And the Omaha store, uh, from all indications, I think did well. Well, they're coming back. Um, they've got uh, a sign in the window that says "Coming Soon." They are hiring. Uh, for Sur La Tabla in Omaha. So it looks like they're going into the exact same spot where they were.
2: I'm sure it'll save a lot of money if the, the configuration is still the same on their footprint.
1: Well, and if I remember correctly, I think they renovated the place not too terribly far before they closed it.
2: Wow. So they're good to go.
1: Yeah. So, And I remember going in there a couple. I'm, I'm a foodie, and I'm, I'm better at eating food than I am at making it. But I do like to make it. And I remember going in there a few times, and it was, it was a fun store. But, hey, just to the west, a couple doors to the west from this Sur La Tabla, which will reopen this spring, um, there's a, a nice men's clothing store. It's called J.H. & Sons Clothier. Um, it is out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, they may be related to an, another men's store, that, um, like Halberstadt's or something like that. I, I'm not 100% not sure. certain about that, but I think they might be related. And, and they have a handful of locations, this J.H. & Sons Clothier um, from what I can tell, it's just located in um, the downtown area up there in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Looks like a nice men's clothing store. They're going into, um, ironically enough, what used to be Joseph A. Bank. Oh, excellent. So so there you have it. Shadow Lake Town Center and One Pacific Place showing some good signs of that retail comeback. Bricks and mortar. Let's talk restaurants. Everyone loves it when we talk about restaurants. Hurry Bird has replaced Bob's Donuts at 38th and Farnham in the Blackstone District. It's the same ownership as Early Bird.
2: Okay, okay? I was going to say.
1: Yeah, Bob Donuts was owned by the same people that had Early Bird. They changed the concept now to Hurry Bird. It's connected to Early Bird. But Hurry Bird basically is that breakfast brunch to-go concept. Um, just like Early Bird, they're open 6 6.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. But you can go and get Early Bird type. Food to go there and I popped my head in there this week nice looking place I think it'll do well and then um, on the quick serve restaurant front Qdoba is planning to build a new restaurant near 189th and Maple um, there are a couple of things already there there's a Holiday Inn yep. there's a Scooters there's Proof which is a really cool place to get bourbons um, it's just west of where the future uh, Fleet Farm is going to go that'll be huge so that whole area is really retail upgrading there if you will it's taken a while, but it'll definitely do well. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. A uh, little bit of bad restaurant news. Tired Texan is closing on May 8th. That's Mother's Day. That'll be their last day. 108th and L Street. I like that place. That was it good. It was good.
2: Uh, Porky Butts really has done so well. It probably had an effect on them as well.
1: Yeah, Porky Butts rocks. But I, I would say... I would say Porky Butts is one of my favorite barbecues in town, but Tired Texan was right up there. So they will be missed, and, and we wish the best of them. They had some setbacks. Like they had a fire that closed for a while, and, uh, um, and of course, last couple of years have been tough in the restaurant business. Hey, how cool is this? Um, you know, we had two baby elephants born at the Henry Dorley Zoo earlier this year. There's a third one coming in. About yeah, what's a year. going on over
2: there? There's some must be pl- playing some mood music over there. There or
1: are some amorous elephants in Omaha. But uh, like the two that were born already at Henry Dorley, um, the zoo director said they will likely be the only two elephants born in the United States this year. And so now we have another one. So Omaha is like elephant town. I yeah. mean, uh, they're already with these two babies. I think there are about eight of them, if I, if I remember correctly. So if you want to come see elephants in the United States of America, like as a family, you got to come here. And, uh, and then they'll, they'll, I mean, they're pretty darn cute, you got to admit. So kudos to the zoo. Uh, keep those elephants coming. Uh, whatever, Absolutely. Whatever you're doing, uh, keep it up because it seems to be repopulating. The giraffes are getting jealous. <laughs> the giraffes are getting... Well, maybe the giraffes need to kind of step up to the plate. That's all I'm saying.
2: Stick their neck out.
1: Well, Trenton, it's been a great week, and uh, I appreciate everyone spending time with you and me. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. So, I'm Jeff Beals. And I'm Trenton Maggot. You've been listening to Grow Omaha, brought to you by NP Dodge, DNM Roofing, and Turner Construction. We'll chat with you next week at 9 o'clock, right here on News Radio 1110 KFAB.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?